What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Panthers Nation Network. Took a week off. Try to let everything kind of shell itself out. We thought it might, you know, calm the waters. Boy, were we wrong. Uh, the waters only got more and more distraught among Panthers Nation, which, of course, they always do. We can never agree on one thing or the other. And, of course, now the latest development, the latest debate in Panthers Nation is, of course, what to do about I mean, it's always what to do about quarterback, but now Baker has come back in. It's like an on-again, off-again. Ross and Rachel just annoy the crap out of your situation where they keep towing the line of who are we going to get him, who are we going to not, what are we going to do? And at this point, personally, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, I don't think it matters. I re- Just not for this season. I think Baker, obviously, oh, look, I'm not an idiot. Baker has a higher ceiling than the guys we got on the roster right now. But as far as longevity goes and how he would gel with this team and what they're trying to do moving forward, I just don't see it. Well, you know, all of this, all of this is necessary for Matt Rule to try to keep his job. This is what this move is centered around. It's, it's not centered around what's going to be best for us in the future. It's centered around can we win right now because there's a guy in the front – there's a guy that's at the helm that's trying to keep his job. He knows that it has to be playoff or bust for him. At this point, we haven't seen much success, haven't seen much improvement. So the best thing he can do is try to get the best option available to go with the roster that they feel like they've improved well enough to be able to compete in the NFC. So, I mean, this is for for the, for that, for this regime, for this current regime, it makes the most sense to try to go get better. Yeah, I mean, Baker, Baker is the best bet right now. He's better than what we have on roster. I think he brings a lot of dimensions to him. He's. He's a spunky guy. You know what I mean? He's going to bring energy every weekend and week out, no matter what. Um, we've got a decent receiving core. Lions going to be looking good. I mean, I'm just interested to see, even if we make this move, what do we do? I mean, we're still cap heavy. So what does that do for us? I mean, what does that do for us really from a, from a financial standpoint? Well, and that's the thing is that the Browns are not going to do what the Panthers did. They're not going to pay multiple quarterbacks to not play. Like I said, th- if Deshaun goes sideways, they're looking at $230 million that they have to pay no matter what happens, six weeks, right. ten weeks, a whole season. That's a quarterback they got to pay no matter what happens. They're not going to eat Baker's contract to have him come play for us. Like, I, you're, you're going to try to argue it as much as you can, and they'll try to negotiate it. Tepper's a businessman, quote-unquote, even though he's getting sued right now, and half of his staff of his businesses have left. So he's going to try to make whatever business deal he's going to make, but – they're not going to eat his contract for any more than they want to because then they're just paying another quarterback to not play for them. And, and that's where I get concerned about it because like Chauncey said, you know, it's a, it's a save the, save the regime, you know, decision, but that is a hell of a quarterback to face your entire, your career on right now. You need a natural 20 for that to work out. I mean, you are really, really, really hoping that works out because if, if you get Baker, you don't make the playoffs. That's pretty much it right then and there. It's wild card this season right now. I mean, if we're looking at past wild card, I don't think I don't I don't think we're being realistic as fans. No, but he but but he's saying, you know, rule saying I need to make the playoffs. I'm saying if you don't even like you're still gambling to even make the playoffs with Baker. With ba- I still think it's a gamble. I still think it's a gamble just because and the longer these talks go on, it's the same thing that happened with Cam Newton and some of these other guys. And he might be able to get, you know, acclimated into the swing of things, but you're already trying to implement a new offensive system with McAdoo, let alone the rookies, 
receivers and line you're trying to bring in, like this could be, it's one of those situations where your, your roster looks pretty damn good on paper, but Jeff and, you know, who's in, you know, in layaway right now, he'll tell you damn well, looking good on paper does not mean you're going to translate into the season. And so I'm saying you're, you're trying to base your season right now on the hopes of it looking as good on the field as it is on paper. And you're throwing a, now you're throwing another quarterback into the mix. When we're already in a mini camp, your off season is dwindling very quickly. I I think it's a gamble to even make it the, even make the playoffs at that point. The main thing for Carolina is going to be that I mean you're not you're not even in the power position with this trade going on right now because Cleveland. I mean worst worst case scenario, Cleveland's probably accepted the fact that they may have to pay Baker not to play this year, but they're not in any rush to get rid of him either. Especially not especially if Carolina's the only player. In the in, in trade talks, why we, why does anybody have to bend to Carolina's needs? What I don't think I don't think, but I don't I don't I don't think that we are we're the only ones. I just think we're the ones that's trying to give up the most. We're trying to make it happen as soon as possible. Well, I mean, who, who else? I mean, that's, that's the thing though. Who who else would really be in the? I mean, besides Seattle, I can't really think of what other team that's actually. And they already washed their hands of the situation. They've said full well, you know, we're going to go. I mean, they they're locked on Geno Smith. So unless yeah, like, that's just so, trying to pull the wool over our eyes, they <laughs> seem to have their man. Exactly, but like that's the only situation where I think Baker's the better, the best quarterback as soon as he steps in, steps into the yeah. locker room. Yeah. Uh, besides us and them, I don't really know who else will be. What about the Texans? You don't think so? You don't think the Texans? You know, I think the Texans are kind of sold on. We'll really, we'll just see what Davis Mills, Davis Mills right. has, and if he's not, if he's not it, we'll just go get another quarterback next. And, year. and that's where I think the whole situation, because clearly the the disconnect between between Baker and the Browns existed well before Deshaun came into the fold, and to not even use like. To not even have him as a piece when they they did not care apparently whether or not you know the the variable that Deshaun Watson was because they're willing to give him 230 million sight unseen. So to not even include him in a trade package or the Texans didn't request him in a trade package to get a replacement for their quarterback. They said no, we'll stick with our with our second year man. That spoke that that spoke leaps and bounds to me about how he is viewed in the general scheme of the NFL to not even say, look at, we want, like, we'll give you, I mean, I, you know, they were trying to keep Deshaun for so long. They said, we need, you know, this many first round picks. We need this, that, and that, like we need that. And then to turn around and flip the script and say, okay, we'll give him like, obviously the, it might've been different if his look in the general eye wasn't the way that it was, but to still not even make the business decision to replace your quarterback with a guy who has at least led a team to playoff, you know, to a playoff scenario, just was very, very telling for me, and that's why I don't think there are other teams. I mean, you would think the Steelers, right there in that division, moving away from Ben Roethlisberger, trying to figure out what they're going to do with their quarterback. I mean, I mean, but that's someone they've played, you know, who's played against him, or or different guy. I mean, even you know, obviously he would be probably just as much of a liability as Ryan Tannehill. But you got to think the Titans were at least obviously they drafted a quarterback this year. They were at least thinking about quarterbacks, the the Colts, the you know the Commanders. I mean, these were there was a lot of quarterback market. Even you know the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo, but we have heard nothing. I will say, I think Baker's situation is just so unique in that we've never seen a starting quarterback go from you know just being the the heralded starter to them trading for another starter with all within the same offseason. So I, I, his situation is so unique, where it's like. Whereas that 
Oh, no, well, I, I remember one situation where this has happened before, Shantese. That wasn't for a trade, per se, but I remember signing a starting quarterback knowing damn well we still had our franchise quarterback on the yeah, roster. They, yeah, they tried to trade him off like that. It was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you the thing about it, though, I mean, no team had to actually make a why, – why would anybody call Cleveland for Baker at this point? Because why would I, why would I give up anything when you've already – You've already played your you already played your hand. You got Deshaun. I'm not about to help you out and get and you and let you unload that contract too. No, you're gonna sit with that 18 yeah. million, you gotta pay him, and we'll and we'll you'll either have to release him or you'll meet us in the middle on where we want or, or, or where we want in a trade and, and then we'll get him we'll get him that way. And that's what yeah. Carolina's probably trying to do, trying to strong arm him, but Carolina's situation is a little different because you've made so many bad decisions the last two years that who's about to listen to you and take on anything that you've done. When you pay Sam Darnold eighteen million before he even played a snap for you, so that's right. No, I want to go back to what you said though, Jack. I think you made a great point about the whole thing with Baker. Like it's telling that he's not there right now. He's been disgruntled for two years. They didn't sign him to an extension. They didn't give him his money, so he already had a chip on the shoulder. You bank on Deshaun Watson. You don't want him in camp. They know everybody knows that they got to get rid of. Him. That's the leverage of any football team right now. The problem is we have no goods to give. We have no goods to give that's going to make this thing attractive enough to it to go in the short term. I would rather have Baker under center week one than Sam Donald. Yes. Yeah. More than PJ Walker. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'd rather have Matt Schaub at quarterback right now. Like, I mean, that is not a question in and of itself. And you're right though. We have nothing to give up and it's going to come create a situation and this is, I think, has hurt Cam as well, is that it's going to create a situation where we're not going to be able to ship off Donald. We're, we're just not – without eating that contract, there's just no way we get – so you're going to have him on the roster regardless. And so there's just much – there's more wasted space and more wasted money going out there. And you still – you will you refu- refuse to, like, go with P.J. Walker. Absolutely refuse. When he, we know – That's he his can, boy, man. That's he can, he's he not can, that P.J. could too. light up the USFL right now. Name me one quarterback in any of their rosters – that has any that I've ever heard of before. The only I've watched half of these games. The only player I even know worth the damn is Trent Richardson, who has to play for every Birmingham team in existence. <laughs> but and so that's where I and, and like I said, and you just continue to bring up these variables. You can because they've gone wrong in every single quarterback scenario. They did not. They're not innocent in the Deshaun Watson debacle. They're not innocent right. in that regard. So that doesn't save you. They tried to talk to Jimmy. And now some external factors, you know, obviously influenced a lot of these things. Everything with Debo happened, you know, and that the any talks with Jimmy just went out the door. I mean, and then you have, you know, you, you went to these quarterbacks at the worst possible time to try to get them. So you have no leverage. The world is against you trying to make these things happen. And it's God screaming at you, Tepper and Rule. Stop doing the things that you're doing and just sit with what you've done and let it ride its course out. But the problem is, rule knows that rule knows that the ceil- the ceilings of, of Darnold and Tepper are not going to get are not going to keep his job around. They're just yeah. not they're just not going to. If they would have sat with their mistake the first time, they'd be out of this by now. They could have oh, yeah. figured it out because I mean, getting to the Bridgewater yeah. that first year really wasn't the worst idea ever. It's we should have kept him two years. We should have kept him two years. You should have kept should have kept him two. And that could have got you out of this. Because I mean, we we all understood. Because I mean, because the narrative changed changed so much about Teddy once he came here. It was like, oh, now you can't win with Teddy Bridgewater. I'm like, no, you just can't win 
that way with Teddy Bridgewater. You right. can't you you can't win with trying to make him be a a thirty plus attempt type of quarterback. He was never that. You know, at least you, you at least then through the Kelsey for the second year, you, you could have got rid of him. But I, I I think Dave, I'm telling you, I I feel like this regime has been so influenced by fans. This is the first time I think I've seen a regime actually be influenced by by by, by what the fans are actually saying. Because that we we made such a fuss about Teddy and they got rid of, they didn't waste any time. Mm. I, I don't know if that was fan driven. I think that was also regime change driven too, right? So, I mean, you looking at the way the front office was at that point, you know, there was the the mass exodus of the Jerry Richardson regime, right? It was a brand new, you know, a brand a brand new sheriff in town. You know what I mean? We we're trying to make the big splash. We had to make the trades. I mean, look historically at us as a franchise. I don't think we've ever really been good at drafting a quarterback. Besides Cam, Cam was no. the only quarterback that I would say that we've drafted that's been worth the damn. You yeah, that, 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 That's it. That's it. Because Jay DeLong was a free agent from New Orleans. Exactly. I mean, Kerry Collins was a bus. Yeah. Kerry Collins was a bus. Yeah, yeah Collins. Yeah, he, he didn't have a great stint here. Then still with Steve. Steve Burlock was a. He was a. I mean, we got Tester Verde at the end of his career. We got Rodney Pete at the end of his career. I mean, outside but of that, Kerry Collins. Was, you know, not even coming it. off of that. That's it's the same way. But I would argue not as far as fan. I, I would I would agree with Jordan there because I, I do think obviously the fans had a bit of they're a bit more you know, had a bit of bigger outcry and Tepper being a businessman, you wants to keep his customers his customers happy. But I think that honestly I agree. I think it was more a regime. It's, I I continue to put it on on rule and and the and the and the finger pointing because the minute the things didn't go right. He continued to point fingers. He and, and it's going to be very interesting this year. So I'll talk about it this way first. I mean, we talk, we all, and we of course didn't help the finger pointing. We yeah. we went along with it. You know, when Brady didn't do what we thought he was going to come in and do, when he didn't provide the you know college style offense that we thought it was, but it didn't translate. We all went to Brady. We all said, "Get him out of here. He's not doing anything." Because well, we knew damn well Rule wasn't the one making the calls on Sunday. Yeah. We knew the schemes were being brought up by Brady. At first, we thought, you know, Teddy wasn't able to utilize. I mean, we I, we all knew it was a double-edged sword there. Teddy can't perform, and Brady can't cultivate anything. Looking back at it, obviously, we know that Teddy could. Brady just didn't have a good system in place. But the problem is when Brady, when you knew that Teddy was going to go, Brady was going to go, or vice versa. I mean, Brady was the one who brought Teddy in, saying, I worked with this guy in New Orleans. I know what he's about. He's going to help us out. Let's do it. When it doesn't translate, then – Brady and Rule both shifted the blame on to Teddy. I think this this regime has been very, very, very poor in owning up to its mistakes. We've seen it time and time again with the disaster in Rock Hill, with the situation with Cam Newton not giving him enough time to get going, with the health of Christian McCaffrey. You know, it's just continuously shoving the blame. And so then when then when Teddy leaves and you're and it still doesn't work out, all right, boom, now Brady's gotta go. And I think that's going to be the one of the the nails in the coffin for rule is from everything I'm hearing, this finally veteran, you know, coaching staff across the board outside of rule is apparently doing wonders in this stage. Now, of course, I hate when we have those headlines because they're playing against their own guys or against Silicon pads. So what does what does that mean? But from what I'm hearing, this veteran coaching staff is doing fairly well. So I think it's going to start to get to the point where he's not going to have anyone to blame. I think Snow will be the next to go at some point. And when we get blown out by the Rams or the 49ers, I think – I'm serious. I think Snow will go, and they'll bring in, hopefully, 
you know, Steve Wilkes. in to come and I yeah, hopefully Wilkes. Steve will come in Wilkes. and take over, which is not a bad, which is not a bad thing. No, I take, take Wilkes over from Snow like right now. I yes, certainly would, but yes, but but Phil has still done as far as the coaching staff of the regime of the rule regime. He has done the best yeah. of yeah. what we've been given, but it's the last scapegoat that rule has to dump the blame on to. Yeah, and so I think I don't think he's going to be able to dump the the, the blame on McAdoo. McAdoo's not going to take that. It doesn't seem like a lot of these guys in these positions are going to take that. But we've seen him place that blame, and we've seen yeah. the coaches leave because of it. I mean, what is it? I can count on my hands the amount of you know assistant coaches from the rule regime that are gone now. That have I think it's at least been half a dozen. Well, he had have, to. He had to after last season. I mean, yeah. the way we imploded after week three. Of course, I mean, it was. I mean, it, he had to. He. I mean, there was. We knew week three, the coaching staff was going to be different. Like we knew last year, we knew if it wasn't rule, half of them were going to be gone anyway, which is what ended up happening. Exactly. So this is his last thing. And he's got, you know, all of it. He's he's running out of tricks up his sleeve, and he's that's why he, it's so dependent upon. And he's able to, I think, coerce Tepper because Tepper is dealing with so much of his crap storm right now. Oh my God! He knows they need to bring. He needs something to bring fans into the seats, and he's and struggling. I was, just I don't even live in North Carolina, and I hear about it, and it's it's bananas, man. What I hear about the whole Rock Hill situation and what he did to South Carolina, man. That's it's crazy. Not, it's I mean, not. he's getting he's getting sued right now for how he handled it. Hey, hey speaking of what, what what did you hear? Because I haven't. I don't know much about that situation, like in, in in totality. I don't really understand like the business side of what what was going on behind the scenes. From what I have heard, and I don't entirely believe it per se. From what I've heard is that Tepper did not talk to city leadership about his plans and to what he was going to do. Like from what I've heard, he bought the property outright, but apparently started to try to expand outward or do different things that the city was not. I guess prepared for, but that confuses me a bit because that doesn't seem like. I mean, I could see now. Don't get me wrong. I can see the city of Rock Hill just saying, "Oh, you're gonna give us that much money? All right, bet. Like, let's just sign, 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 and then go. Wait, this is not what we agreed. To. I, I would believe that. Nothing against the city of Rock Hill, but if we're talking, we're just talking, you know, in terms of what may or may not have happened. But I also think that, you know, he just did. He, I, I don't. I think he was trying to, you know, overstep his bounds a little bit. Um, I mean, Rock Hill is not a place where you're going to come in and tell them what you want to do. And if they don't, especially if they don't like it or agree with it, they're not going to take that, you know, they're not going to take that well. But it's not even in that deal. I mean, you look at his his companies. He's had major managers and higher ups and executives in his companies leave. I think it's two or three of them in the last like two weeks or so to the last month that have either left or been fired. Which does not bode well for his for his goings on, and so I feel like he's kind of being spread so thin. He's like, if Rule comes up and said, "Hey, we need this." He goes, "Fine, do, cool. Is, is it going to work? Cool." For whatever reason, I, I still can't fathom why he would give that much trust in what he's seen so far. Well, I can see, well, I can see that being the reason why he brought. Well, I can see that playing a part into the reason why he didn't make a coaching change because that's a whole other process you got to go through with vetting out vetting out candidates. Picking who you want again, and I, I can I can see with all the things he had going on, especially with the you know with the, with the soccer club starting up this season as well, firing. Oh, and then let's talk about how, and then he fires there, and then he they let go of their head coach, which was ridiculous because they had done pretty damn well for us for a first season of MLS soccer club for the way like 
they did a pre- they were doing pretty damn well. And so then to let go of their head coach too, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So you can co- you can properly analyze, not even properly because it wasn't a proper analyzation of the talent they had at head coach. You can you can fire a head coach there in season, but you can't with Matt Rule. Yeah, I think different in the was was different in the NFL is I mean you gave this guy the biggest contract. Yeah. So you you already you already put yourself out there for criticism. So the criticism's there, and he's not performing. So now what do you do? You're supposed to be this hedge fudge guy that doesn't really care much about you know the ending as long as you're winning, and we're not winning. So what's the problem, right? Um, he's he's strong the rule though. I mean, what is rule guaranteed out of his contract? And there's something like fifty million. It was like it was like I think what that did was like seven year fifty six mil wasn't it? When it was it? seven years fifty six, but he was guaranteed like forty or something, like forty something of it. It was something. It was some ungodly number. It was a nasty looking number because I knew I remember us all looking at it and saying like, why would you give a guy out of Baylor that we haven't seen coach at this? Like he co- he coached as like a, it was like an offensive He was coach with the Giants like a scout, wasn't he? Was like yeah, he, or something like that. He been yes. he been he been at every coaching position. I think he, except for coordinator, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I think okay. he been a, he okay. he had been a defensive coordinator. I think somewhere, if I'm not mistaken, whether it was in the NFL or whether it was in college. Oh, I got you. I got you. Okay. In the NFL, he did about uh, it was like a it was like a half a dozen different coaching positions, if I'm not mistaken. But one of them. A bunch of them are like, you know, assistant special teams or, or right. like focused, specialized coach, like some weird made up position I never even heard of before. Right. And right. So Rule's contract was seven years, 62 million. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so I think he was guaranteed like 50, though. Right. I think he was guaranteed yeah. 50 million. I'm trying to find I'm trying to find the guarantees. I think he was guaranteed something like 50 million. And so that's why, and, and honestly, really surprised, like, and that's why it wasn't surprising when he gave Dar- Darnold that amount of money without seeing him. And honestly, I'm surprised he didn't make the guaranteed million money deal for Deshaun that the Browns did, because that seems to be right in his MO of making these guaranteed deals with no, you know, Deshaun's promise. different though. Deshaun's different. He goes against, like, it's been the Panthers culture for quite some time, issues with men and women. Like, that's just something that's been about the culture since way back. So if you want to change that perception and the city was fed up, you couldn't do that. But he, okay. but not for, but not for a lack of trying. And that's why like, he decided to be so thorough about this hiring a PI, like making yeah. sure he had all his bases covered. And that's where he, like, he just said he's inconsistent. He's just got so many inconsistencies as an owner. Like even like looking at the GM position, I understand he had to wait, you know, for Herney to, to, you know, to finish out whatever season they had. But then he goes to make sure he gets a time-tested, experienced, you know, regime-building guy who's worked with the Seahawks for as long as he did. Like, he made sure he went that right way for that. But when he got to the head coach, it was just like slap something on it and let it go. When you, If you had just taken a little bit of time. Just Not, a little, I think he took his time with, with, with Matt Rule. I think he took his time. I think that's what he, that's what he wanted. He got exactly – He's a he's a hedge fund guy. He's got all the money in the world. He got exactly what he wanted, but you get what you pay for. <laughs> yes, what you got? You got you got the guy out of Baylor that was that, that's, a, that's a sweaty frog cook, whatever the hell. What, what, what was that he said that that, that was that, that was like the reason why he chose uh, uh, Matt Rule? He reminded him of, of himself when he was younger. He got him, and it just didn't work. And I, because those because I mean, guys like Matt Rule don't win in the NFL. That, that's a he's a he's such a college guy. I would love Matt Rule. I wouldn't love, but I probably like him better than my college coach. <laughs> I told a friend of mine. I told a friend of mine. This is going to end up being Spurrier, 
just is going to end up being that sort of higher if we don't watch out. And this is exactly what's coming to pass right now. Is that it's, it's your it's your it's your, your classic your classic yep your classic I, I need to splash in the pan that was the fire in the pan real quick. Yep. It's your run of the mill Chip Kelly. Yep. It's exact. It's exact. Oh. Except, and that's even worse because Chip Kelly actually had success in the in, in college. All all he ever did was make Baylor an eight win team, and that's what always threw me off. Is that he he didn't get any championship. He didn't get any conference title, as far as I can remember. He just got. He just turned Baylor into a you know reputable organization. Whoop de do. All while sideswiping the literal dozens of allegations that that organization accrued during its time, especially yeah. during his tenure. So I just, and I, it's just continuing to baffle me, especially when we see the flip side and Fitter, like at this point, I'm not going to say the GM head coach, I'm not going to do it, but Fitter is someone I would trust almost more than because he's able to cultivate and bring a home talent. When has anyone like Carlos Dunlap, I mean, obviously it's towards the end of his career, but like a, a native, you know, like Charleston, South Carolina, the Panthers did not really attract that many, you know, back home people for the longest time. Like for a while, I mean, we couldn't even get Cloudy to come to through the door and actually have a talk with us. And it doesn't look like Dunlap's going to leave the building, which I'm excited for because I, I think that it, it hits that. It reminds me more of the Jared Allen deal than it does say the Bruce Irvin deal. I, I think that there's actually still a chance for impact and, a benefit for our young guys on that front four because I trust Marquise Haynes and, and Yatur. I really do. I've seen great things from them when they're healthy. I think this is a crucial third year for Yatur coming off of, you know, basically a second year. Same with Derek Brown as well. And I think Marquise Haynes has been a journeyman doing what he's been asked. So to bring a guy like Dunlap is is comparable to kind of Gilmore for the defensive backs. Not the same, mind you, but can fill that same sort of role. You just got to have that solidified defensive end on the other side of Burns. I mean, Burns obviously is your, is your marquee pass rusher, but you got to have a guy on the other side that that's going to be reliable. And out of the out of the, all the guys that, we, that you just named, Carlos Dunlap would still be the most reliable guy I would trust to go get me a sack besides your, with, with your two and Marquis Haynes on the roster. Those two guys are young and they have shown flashes, but not enough for me to entrust them to be, to be the entrenched starter for an entire season. Oh, no, sure, no, 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 no. I think I think Dunlap coming home would be similar to almost not the equivalent, but Julius Peppers coming back. You know that type of that type of impact he can have on the line. I think he have helped fill that lane. You know, fill that lane where we lost um, Reddick to the Eagles. I think that that's going to be a big one. It's going to help us there. I mean, I think we got some things that we got to still build around. I think Shaq's getting long in the tooth, so we're going to need to find his replacement soon. Yeah, um, we need to start looking now. I think we don't need to wait on that one to go. Um, I, I give Shaq a good three, four years, tops. I would agree with that. You know, and 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 truth be told, you probably need to bring somebody in the next couple of years. So, I mean, Burns is going to be a, as long as we can keep him, as long as we can sign him. I mean, that's the one thing. Do, do they want to stay in Carolina? Is the question. Yeah. And so that's where you have to start really bringing in, like you're saying, talent from a coaching perspective. I think we have the right GM for now. I'm pissed off we let Brandon Bingo. That's a whole other conversation for me. Yeah. But. Um, I think um, I think that he's a good GM. I, I like what he's trying to do. He's, yeah. he's he's dealing with the cards. You know, he's dealing with the he's dealing with the cards he's been dealt. He's done a good job, in my opinion. Wide receiver wise, offensive line wise, he's made some very good moves for us. That's going to solidify. I'm interested to see us week four. Yeah, right? 
not week one through three. I mean, that's us filling it all out again. McAdoo and you know, installing what is his new culture, I think. Yeah. Give me week four. I think we're gonna we're gonna see who we really are. I think our identity will be set. My only fear is we're gonna ride Sam. We're gonna have to ride Sam. And I don't think that I really don't think the Baker thing goes through. If it does, I would be completely surprised. And that means my Browns ticket just became that much more valuable and I'll be at the stadium. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll be a good and because that's what the NFL wants. That's the NFL is praying that they can have, because there's no other way that that game has any sort of. You might even go night game. They do that. They might even push us to They'll like flex four or four, like eight o'clock. They might, they might, they might switch us up. Like Amazon's gonna roll up and they're gonna film that one and film every angle of that game. I can promise you. But like I said, that's what they're hoping for because and that's the problem. What you just mentioned is the worst thing. And I think it would get late. I think it would get alleviated by Baker coming in, but I still see it being an issue throughout the season is no matter who we've got there at quarterback. I, and I'm hoping the, the, the addition of Foreman also alleviates yes. it, but I'm worried about the workload they're going to put back on McCaffrey. They've already said they're not going to use him for the preseason, but th- I mean, no defense is coming into any of our games this year going, all right, guys, we need to have our eyes on Darnold. We got to make sure we're looking at it. They know that that is an easy out. They're going to load. They're going to push everyone in, come in the dirt. You're fine. Whenever he's throwing, they know that they only need to get about four seconds of coverage on our guys. And now our offensive line is going to be a little bit better and allow for it to be a bit easier to, for, for, for Darnold. He's not going to run around as much, but then that almost might be worse because then Darnold's going to start thinking. And that's where I get scared is when Darnold starts thinking because then he starts second guessing and doing different reads that he wasn't supposed to and wondering what, you know, the, what the price of hot dogs is in the concourse. Like that's where I get concerned is when he starts thinking. So I am really worried about the workload. They're going to put him a Caffrey this year, no matter who we have under center, because if it's Sam, we're going with the whole year. It is not going to be a, it's not going, that's not who we're going to run our offense through. I can tell you that right now. The more you talk, the the more I really hope this trade goes through. I'm not gonna lie. You I I I came into this episode really not wanting that to happen at all, but I ain't gonna lie. The more when you just said that little soliloquy right there, I'm like, you know what, hey, bro? Give me Baker right now, man. I ain't gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Cause, I, Cause you know what? At least I can roll because like you said, because like you said, George, I can at least roll into week one and be excited. I'm gonna be real excited about week one if Baker's my quarterback. Honestly, I, I, I'm excited about the first four weeks in Baker, my quarterback. I'm not going to lie. They, they look a lot more winnable now. When, <laughs> I, you know, when you tell me Baker's my quarterback, I'm like, bro, Browns, Giants, Saints, Cardinals look winnable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think that's I think, what – I think Baker gives us a better chance, but, I, man, money-wise, it doesn't make sense. I don't. just don't see it happening. <laughs> money-wise, it just doesn't make sense. And that's where I'm going to go with it again. And I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again because I still think it holds validity, even though it's not going to be what you want. And honestly, he won't want to come back here. But if you want someone that's not going to cost that much, that'll ride out for a year, the fans would enjoy to see that it ain't going to cost you any wins. It might not gain you any more wins. But st- like, just, just talk to Cam. Just apologize. Tuck your tail between your legs. It's not going to be any better. It's not going to be any better. But you give him a full off season. And it can't, it can't. I know he's not. I know. Yeah, but you know, you, you know what happened though in, in the midst of us not recording last week. The what? So with the pivot. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, And he was very, and he was very appropriate in what he was saying in both regards. He came into Patriots and a messed up system, still having to learn the offense seven weeks in. 
He came to the Panthers, and I'm gonna, you know, bleep myself in a messed up system. He knew, and he knew that damn well. He knew that damn well. And I'm not saying it wouldn't be any different coming in now, because McAdoo would be trying to put in a new system. It'd be the same. It's the same as Corral. Turnover wise, it's about the same as Darnold. But at least there, I'm like, okay, I can root for Cam. Like I, it would be, it would hurt more to see Cam fail, but it would be a lot better to see Cam succeed than for Darnold. I would love to see Sam. You know, I would I, actually. I don't know if I would love to see him succeed or not. I'm not entirely, entirely sure. I'm, that's a that's a sad part. But uh, uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie though, bro. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, if we go back to if we go back to when Cam Cam signed, I mean, I remember. When they told when they announced he was going to start against Washington, I'm like, well, this is this is over. But and it's, it's that's your issue. That, I was like, well, there's no way. I said, we're really going to start a guy that just signed last week that played a total of like five plays in the in the last game. We're going to start it for an entire game. It's going to be about about 50 offensive snaps and expect to win a game. I was like, no, hey, and that, we, uh, this is a very unserious football <laughs> operation going on right here. Man. But you, that I would say the. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Jack. I would, say, I would just say I'm, I'm saying the exact same thing about about Sam right now. We're really going to start this man a full 55 snaps with the with the tape he showed us. Here's my problem. Here's my problem with Sam Dom. And, and, and I'm not. It's not about him not being a good quarterback. It's the fact of the matter of we're trying to make him a good quarterback. Yeah. Like, let's be 100 percent honest. He knows he's a mediocre quarterback. Yeah, he does. Have you have you listened to his interviews? <laughs> so it's so not like true. he's sitting up there saying, "Yo, I'm out here throwing darts, man." Like I got it does not bode well. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not the energy of a person who understands he's a leader of a football team, right? An organization. So we already know what we're getting with him. I don't think, to your point, if we're going to spend the money, spend the money. But the way to work this out is Baker would have to sign an extension, and next year when you're looking at contracts coming up i mean cmc he should be coming up either to renegotiate at that point or getting traded i mean and and that's my issue with baker is not like that would create that though that would create that lane you see what i mean so that's what i'm saying that's the only way we're going to end up having like we want to have this nice kind of magical season and baker would kind of add that sauce to kind of help us get there you know what I mean? But, but, but that's gonna strength, that's gonna that's gonna hamstring us long term. I was saying therein lies my exact point and exactly what you're saying with Strontis too. Like with Baker, I'm only excited for this season because then once we get out of the season, no matter what happens, you go, okay, now what do we do? Now what's gonna happen? We gotta figure out all these different variables. Cause I don't see them looking at, at Baker long term. I, I just right. I just don't. And it's it's created the situation that I believe the the, the Lions sit in right now. And I've said it time and time again, I thought back when Darnold was first coming in that his ceiling was Jared Goff. And that's it. We've gotten a Walmart brand version of Jared Goff, which I didn't think actually could exist, but it, it does therein in Sam Darnold. And I, and I've said his ceiling for the longest time is Jared Goff or Ryan Tannehill, two of which does not, that's not what you want your ceiling to be. His floor is himself. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, he, he is his floor. He's playing at his floor right now. And you're exactly right. We've tried to pigeon. You're trying to shove a square pe- a peg into a round hole. And it just, it does not, it doesn't work. And that's why I was confused, not only with our pick, but the Titans as well. And getting those quarterbacks right now, it's like, okay, is this your guy? Is this the guy you want? 
Or are you already trying to find his backup, but you're not trying to wait until you need to find his backup? Yeah. yeah I do I want mean, to go back to something real quick. I do want to go back to something real quick. You were talking about the pivot, right? You were talking about the pivot, right? You said yeah. something about him. I think I want to pose the question to you. Do you guys think that he's better than any of the 32 quarterbacks, some of the 32 quarterbacks we have in the league right now? Oh, absolutely. I, I, so if, if I had a list right now, I could probably I could, I could reel off at least about five or six. I was going to say I could do I could probably do five. Yeah. So so here's how I, re- I I present the idea. I think it depends honestly on the question. Do I think that he's better than the start the, the thirty two start like that he's better than one of the the thirty two starting quarterbacks right now? I could pick a few of them. Do I think he's the thirty second best quarterback in the NFL right now? That's yeah. a different question. Now, do I think he's a better fit in the 32 different situations in the NFL than the quarterback they have right now? Absolutely. I think he's a better fit than a good half a dozen of the quarterbacks in currently in the starting role right now. But as far as backups, free agents, like I think there are some situations that he would benefit, he would be beneficial in. Then from a starting a- perspective, I mean, from a starting perspective. So from my, so my, I get what you're saying. It, it depends on the variable you want to add, and that's and that's true. I will say this. If you gave me the list of the 32 quarterbacks right now, that's starting. I can tell you right now about five to six teams. I know whether or not he should start, he could start Yeah, going into training camp. And I think he'd be better fits in those systems than the guys they have right now. I'm sorry, Geno Smith and Drew Locke? Uh-uh. Cam could do Miami. Him in Miami? Oh, oh my God. Good Lord. Him in Miami right now with Tyreek Hill? Are they you serious? Would, they would go crazy. Him and him in Tennessee. They all he yes. gotta do is throw the ball. He all he's gotta do is throw yes. the ball. Flies. I mean, now that yes. was conditional of AJ Brown still being on the team. I don't know yeah. about how they're gonna do now. But you think about even Seattle. I mean, if they were to fix the offensive line, that's that's still DK Metcalf and Tyler. Absolutely. I mean, don't get it twisted. Put him in Minnesota. I would love him in Minnesota. Put him in Minnesota. Put him put him on the commanders, and he still is gonna fare better than Carson Wentz. Hmm. I'll give that. To, I'll give that to you right hmm. now. I'll and give like, that to you right now. Wow! Or the, Fal- or the Falcons, for Christ's sake. The thing he went home to Atlanta. Oh my God! Oh, 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 That's what I'm telling you. And they're going with Marcus Mariota. Like I do not understand sometimes. Like I get it's a big gamble. It's it's a big gamble. I get that, but I'm saying, but you but you want to know what happens with quarterbacks though, and this is why Baker Ray shouldn't be in any rush to get back on the field. I know he wants to because he's a competitor. But the best thing to happen to most quarterbacks is to go away for a year. Yes. Don't yes. play. And we all forget. Well, I don't I didn't forget, but everybody else forgets how bad you were. Or how or or, or maybe like maybe we didn't we maybe we didn't look at you the right way. Maybe we just didn't evaluate you the correct way before. And then your value gets uplifted. Mitch sure. Trubisky, Marcus Mariota both enjoy the spoils of not Carson Wentz. Maybe not him. <laughs> I mean, he's got a starting gig right now. The only reason he still got a starting gig is it, it, right, he's one. He's one sprained ankle, one one two games sit out. I agree with you. A backup. I agree backup. with you. Carson's age has saved him. He'd be in cam spot if he was a little bit older. I absolutely had, agree with that. Yeah, I give you that. I give you he that. He hasn't had at least the stretch of success Cam had, and no, him, him being younger, under thirty, is keeping him around. This is his last chance. I don't know how many more chances he's gonna keep. How many? Ch- how many more chances he'll get because he's injury prone? But he's gonna be on the Garoppolo train probably next year, right? So at the end of next year is when you've got a decent quarterback class, presumably. 
-hmm. coming your way. So if you are the commanders, if you are, you know, uh, I mean, even Indianapolis, even Tennessee. He, he was in Indianapolis. That's the thing. He couldn't even make Indianapolis oh, work. No, not for Carson. I'm saying for Carson to be out there. I'm talking about for other teams vying oh. for quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna the pool, the people that are going to be vying for even, I mean, look at this way. You don't you don't know what's gonna happen with the Chargers front office, with everything that's going on with the sister Sue and the brothers and the family and trying to get control of the company. You don't it's know crazy. about what's going on. You know what I mean? You don't know what's gonna go on with like the Texans, all the stuff that's going on with them being sued. Daniel Snyder is about to go in front of Congress in about a week and a half, bro. Jesus so, Christ. So, you know, we've got some serious things coming up to where new ownership and new blood is about to come in. So that's what I'm saying. We're talking about, I mean, don't think that Tepper won't sell the Panthers. Don't let me throw that into the air. We oh, I, 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 don't let me throw that into the air real quick. He you gives me I mean? he gives me an incredible Bob Johnson vibes. Absolutely yeah. does. So I mean, if, if 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 we get to so you're looking at some major sporting contingencies in our in our in our favorite sport that we're gonna have to get come to grips with in the next five years is gonna look different. That landscape is gonna be different, you know. And so that's what really irritated me with the whole we're just gonna draft for the right now. We need to be drafting for the longevity piece. I but see, I think we are drafting for the longevity. That's the thing. We're drafting for the longevity, and you see that in the picks we're making here. But it's Matt that, Corral, though, you are you a are you are you a Corraler? No, I, I'm not. But I understand why yeah. they. I understand that because for you're a Corraler, Jack. Just come out. Not, come on out. No, absolutely, I, come I, on not, out the club. I don't. I, I'm not. I will. I, I will stand. I am not because I didn't think that it was worth wasting a pick on a quarterback. But I understood. Oh, true. True. But I understood where he went along with it in terms of the the return on investment and the talent available at that spot. Third round mm. with the guys that with the ways he's done in the draft in the past, the last two three years, I understood where he said, okay, the guys that are available right now, like we know, Darnold is just not going to be it. We don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback situation right. come the next three weeks. We like, we have no idea, especially with Watson already being gone. None of this stuff with Jimmy had really come to. I mean, it had come to pass, so that was kind of a you know a, a, a went out left field. So I understand why he did it. If not for anything like a safety net, I see it as the same kind of vibe with Will Greer, to where a third round you don't necessarily have. That's not you know that's not a guaranteed sign past the rookie contract when you hit that third round spot. Right. So. And you're not wasting like with I mean now with the few picks we had that year, I can understand why people were apprehensive about it because we had such little picks that year, but that necessarily wasn't his fault. And Shantis knows where I'm going. This is why I don't want to give this money up, save this cap space. Yeah. You know, you can use it for dumb lap, we can restructure, and there's a guy who has had if he talks about extension, the Ravens will not I don't see how they let him leave the building. But there's a We're guy not who's getting him. His contract's going to be coming up. I'm the telling Ravens you. Are, the, the Ravens are a good franchise. They're going they're to back the Brinks truck up from let that me, guy, too. Let me, let, me, let me dream, okay? Let me dream that someone, someone else's front office is just as disheveled as ours. Shantice, talk to your man. Shantice, talk to your man, please. Now, go ahead get your Skip Bayless on, man. Get your little series out. You know what I'm saying? Get in your bag. Don't do that, dude. Come on now. I'm going to let you rock, man, because you know what? We do got to fill up time. I get it. I get it. We got to get it. I'm just saying, like, just something better is going to come along is my thing. And, and, and like I said, and it's back to my original point. 
Baker only excites me for this year. After that, he's going to become a liability. He's going to become a question mark and a check that you're going to have to figure out what you're going to do with. Yeah. And, and, and and unless you're trying to go balls to the wall, go like the Bucks, go like the Rams, you've got some midseason trades already in the, in the chamber to get a Super Bowl run this year. It does not make sense to me. It just it just doesn't because I'm not, even if you think you can get a Super Bowl in the next because if you, if it doesn't work out this year you say you make the playoffs and lose that doesn't guarantee that doesn't guarantee rules job because we don't know what the mindset is right right now. Well, yeah, with Tepper at this point, I, I couldn't really I, say, but I I would lean towards it, leaning towards him getting. I mean, year. yeah, but I'm saying, but but then okay, if you say just make the playoffs next the year after, or you make, or God forbid, you don't make the playoffs the year after, then that's curtains for rule. Is that curtains for Baker? You, now you're you're in the same situation where you're out a head coach and you're out a starting quarterback. Like, but like we said earlier, though, that, I mean, and that was one of my concerns. I, I, I talked about it on Twitter. It's like you know that keeping getting Baker puts you it it puts you in a much different space, and it and it propels you to a different st- stage of your franchise in this rebuild that you're not ready for yet. You're no, not ready. Not. To have, you're not ready to encompass a franchise quarterback contract, whatever that whatever that number is for for, for Baker. You're not re- you're not ready for that yet. You haven't even you haven't properly built this thing up to. To be ready for that contract, I mean, and then the, and the the beauty of rookie contracts is that you're able to acquire talent, get guys on favorable deals that you can then, you know, of course, surround your young quarterback around the best talent he'll probably have for the for that direction of his career, and then try to go win that. You try to go win in that small window, but I mean, you, you get Baker and it works out. I, it's a double edged sword. Like, like, and yeah, 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 yeah. You're tied to him at that point. You're tied to him at that point. Exactly. And I liken it, and I liken it. It's different, you know. Obviously, it's comparing apples to oranges, but I liken it to another Charlotte sports move that I feel would d- describe how it could pan out. I feel like just like you talked about Shantis, it's like what the Hornets did with Gordon Hayward. You're trying to get the super, you know, a, a super team status when you don't have anyone else to make up that super team. I mean, they didn't have Melo at that point. Kemba had just left Harry wasn't really, you know, shoveling out. They didn't have anybody yeah. under the rim. So they were just saying, all right, Gordon Hayward, he's been an all-star, but he's been kind of back and forth with injuries. Yeah. But he's proven, so let's put our eggs in that basket, try to build around him. But if you don't have that piece, that's what I'm saying. So then Gordon, yeah. the, well, the main reason that the Hornets kept getting out of the playoffs or not even making the playoffs was because their piece, Hayward, that they tried to surround, was injured and not playing. And so then that piece that you try to you know put all your back eggs into, I'm, I know it's apples and oranges. No, 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 it makes sense. I'm just, I'm just laughing at the idea of building around Gordon Hayward. And well, you know what, Shantice, we can't all be the Lakers, all right, and have our asterisk ring on our finger, okay? We can't all rely on the pandemic to get a ring. I got 17 of things. I see my team elite win it. You got 17. You've been alive for barely. I've been alive for five. I'm, I'm not even close. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a Patriots fan who lives in Wait, Buffalo. I want to talk. I want to. I really. I really think too. We're missing the point about CMC. I think another thing we should think about is Hubbard's going to have a big season. I think behind Dante Freeman. I think it's going to have to be a multiple back system. And if we don't run it, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I don't I'm think. Like, I don't. I don't think CMC is going to get as heavy a workload as you think he is, I think he's going to get those finesse, those finesse sections in the game. Right. I'm hoping for that. Yeah. But then they're going to have to, cause Dante Freeman was a beast last year. He yeah. absolutely was. And we My already got ranked. I think, I think it was, uh, there was a, there was a couple, I don't remember who was ranking it, but 
they already put our running back room as one of the best in the NFL because yeah. it is right now. If everyone stays healthy and performs the way they're yeah. supposed to. Oh, but, but that constructed and healthy, that's a top three running back group. But that goes back to my point. Why put all that money if you're going to do a four horsemen of the apocalypse running back offense? Like, why, why put all that money into a quarterback if you're just – Sam Darnold can hand the ball off. Matt Corral can hand the ball off. If you're going to rely on your running backs this year – and some reverses with Robbie and DJ, and you don't need to push the ball downfield. Why pay that much money Besides. for a guy that you're not gonna rely? You're you're not gonna build your offense around. Does that make sense? Why, like, why would you do that? It's not like I better sign Cam for like five mil and just let that man. Hand that That's off. what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Bring the Cam doesn't want to come back here, man. Cam doesn't want to. I know come he back. doesn't. I know he, he doesn't. He don't. But I'm thinking about. The, the read option you can run his read because that his read option game ain't went nowhere. That's the one thing I was I was very well, McAdoo no, McAdoo right. McAdoo's not gonna run that type of run nah, offense. He nah. didn't. Do, he, that's not even his game. Nah, that's nowhere near in his warehouse. And that's the aggravating part because you need to tell me. All right, you have three options here. You put Foreman in as fullback. You say you can tackle Foreman. You can tackle Cam. You can tackle McCaffrey. Take your pick. That'll get you seven eight yards every play of the week. I don't care who you're playing. And then get a ball to DJ on the end around. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where our offense operated so perfectly. And I say I miss, every I miss North Turner so much. I, I miss him <laughs> so much because the offense we ran with Kurt Co, DJ, and Cam was ridiculous before that Steelers game. And I will never forgive TJ Watt for ruining that offense. With because North went crazy with those guys. And that was and that was with McCaffrey too. We played the Ravens. Everyone said we were not going to put up seven points. And we put up 40, I think it was 35, 40 points on the Ravens. Yep. That, that's the difference, though, back when you had a cam that was any that, that version. He was, in his, was, he was in his bag. He was just okay, in his bag. But, that was an elite quarterback. Like, yeah, he was in his bag. Yeah. That was an elite quarterback, man. That was okay, so but elite or not, I mean, you saw the run cam put up against, I think it was Washington this year. Still oh, a thirty a th- with a power O running off option. Still a oh, thirty-seven yard run. His running ability surprisingly, I thought his running ability would have took a hit. It surprisingly looks on par, not 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 the same, not as explosive, but it's still very much better than most he's of the rest. Six of the, six, of the bro. He's six six two. Nobody still, change. Nobody still don't that, hit that man. What do you expect? <laughs> I, I, I listen. And I Chan, can tell you, Channing told him. Channing told him. I wouldn't even tackle you. I don't even want to tackle you. But like, no, no. it's like it's like the spot, like the speed he showed in that in Washington game. Because the like, the sinews of your leg are gonna heal a little bit better than the arm and trying to move that rotator cuff and do anything with it. And T.J. Watts just mm, I gotta talk about it. But when you put that, like Cam had the ability to kind of heal in, in that regard. And so that's what I'm saying is just because I, I think that's the option. I think that's the way to go this year. And it makes me wish we had someone like Norv Turner or honest to God, even Joe Brady, if he actually showed the signs that he could pro- oh. cultivate an offense like that. He's got Josh Allen now. He's going to yeah. do wonders. He's gonna, Is yeah, that Josh where Allen. he went? Yeah. yeah. He's, 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 he's an advisor. Yeah. He's an advisor oh, to okay. the offense. Yeah. Okay. I mean, no, he's on the coaching staff, but it's, it's, it's something like assistant – Offensive consultant or some crazy stuff like that. See, yeah. that's one of the roles that Rule had a couple times. It was one of those consultant roles. That's where I'm like, eh. but but that's my thing, Jordan. Is is that's why I'm hesitant to put that money towards Baker because if you're just gonna end up running your four horsemen, get McCaffrey, get you get McCaffrey first down, Chuba second down, Foreman third down, which they could do and could work. 
very well. And then some end arounds, DJ and Robbie. I don't understand why we don't utilize Robbie more in the end arounds. Robbie, Robbie doesn't want to be here. Robbie wants to retire. Robbie wants to leave, man. So let's Robbie. finish out talking about Robbie. We've got, you know, about eight more minutes here. I cannot get a handle on the guy. I, I can't. I can't tell if he's doing this stuff just to be a troll online or if he's just got a few screws loose. I mean, he's obviously – he's been kind of, you know – outwardly odd since he's gotten here, not knowing who Sarah Purr was, never hearing Sweet Caroline once in his lifetime and not understanding what was happening. I ain't mad at him for that one, though. Neither am I. I'm not going to hold him on that one, but I just, I can't, I can't get a good read on him because I'm not going to say that, you know, the, that he hasn't, like, he's definitely had a lot of drops that were a good amount of his fault, but even playing under, you know, a decent quarterback, he's, he's, done very well so i just don't know what to make of him right now robbie's been an enigma though since he was in new york i mean he was never a guy that you saw hanging out you know doing things with the boys robbie always marched to the beat of his own drum so that's just his personality i think robbie thought he was coming back to a situation where he had his glory days back at temple with rule you know that was that old school feeling for him Mm -hmm. you know like that marriage again and it's not working out for him the way he thought it was going to work out I think he wants a ring, whether he wants to admit it or not, which I think any NFL player would, yep. at least being a competitive team in I mean, a bigger yeah, market. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so so I think that that's something that's eating at him. And what has he been in the league now? What? Ten? Like seven? I think, I think like seven, seven eight. Eight. I think seven or eight years. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, 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 getting, he's getting up there to where, you know, he's got to start um, thinking about it. I mean, um, he doesn't have the success to propel him into that long of a career. No, exactly. I mean, he could go in and be a third string, a third string receiver at some place like New England mm-hmm. or something in the back half or something like that. But I think that's where he's looking at, and I think he's looking at the organization and what he thought was going to be um, of something that was going to be a little bit more uh, uh, consistent, immediate, like, consistent immediately. Consistent. I, yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, for too. yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's the eating at him too. But I think he's going to be probably here. Maybe this year we may use him as trade bait if we got to get Baker. Like Baker, we got we we got we got we got his receiver from Cleveland, you know what I mean. So he's not he's coming he's coming to a place where he's got a familiar face. But either way, like I'm saying, I think Robbie is at that point where he doesn't mind being expendable if if it benefits him. Yeah, I I think Robbie, like you said, I just thought I think Robbie came here thinking he was escaping the hell that was the New York Jets at the time he was there. Little did he know. Only (laughs) poor Robbie. Robbie. Holy, but to follow you all the way down to Charlotte, and I'm like, I, I can understand why. I, he don't want he don't want Baker as the quarterback. Sam Darnold had that man looking like he ain't know how to play football anymore. <laughs> it's, it's it's been a tough transition, bro. And they're really about to trade for the they're really about to trade for Baker Mayfield. So like, bro, at this point, bro, how can how can you win? The only way to win is to quit. This ain't like, you know what? I've made enough money. I spent seven to eight seasons in yeah. the NFL. He's raising his hand to go for the Deshaun Watson trade. Like, yeah, I go to Cleveland for for the Baker Mayfield. Exactly what he doing. And what they said in the Hunger Games, I volunteer as tribute. Don't <laughs> send me, man. You gotta send me on, man. Yeah. And that's because well, that's the problem is that you know that for a lot of players, you know that third team. That's where it's either that, that's the you know the crescendo of it. You're either going to go up from there, you're going to go down from there, depending upon you. You know the chances you get after that point are not are very few and far between. 
especially for a skill position when you and you're trying to be a wide receiver if you want to be the number one wide receiver I mean there's nowhere he's going right now and is going to be the number one wide receiver except for maybe the commanders and that's only if and only if you know Terry and Curtis are, are not healthy what is going on with Terry I do not know. I do not know. I or Kurt or Kurt for that matter. I don't well, know. What's going on. Well, well, he's just hurt all the time. We we don't know. I mean, yeah. But, but but Terry on the other hand, is he had a contract dispute already? Yeah. I was mean, he, because was he drafted twenty nineteen or eighteen? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. Jeez, I, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't think it was time for him to be reading up like reading up already. Terry McLaurin. He was no. wasn't he DK's class? Was he? I'm about to I thought he was after DK. Oh no, if he, if he, was, he was either DK or before. Terry McClellan. What was he That's a man? Good question. What do y'all think about Terrence Marshall this year though, as you finish up? What do y'all think he's gonna do? Uh he's gotta show that he was worth that second round pick because I was I was upset about it when we got it. Because I just didn't think that with the with the needs we had at that moment, especially when we already we could have gotten a lineman. We couldn't have gotten a lineman. We couldn't have gotten a lineman that year at the second round. A decent lineman. Yeah. We absolutely, we absolutely could have, and we and, even showed we were going to do that in the third round. So he's got to show himself that he is he can be. Yeah. He's got to he's got to like this is going to be a very crucial year for him because Robbie is going to be out the door as number two for the most part. So he's got to prove that he can yeah, be that number sure. two across from DJ because DJ cannot be. Doing this all but by DJ's himself. DJ's a number two, but DJ's a number two though. He's not even Ooh. The number one. Ooh, Ooh. How, he play, how he plays on average, I, I would lean to. I would like DJ better as a number two. I like, uh, I, I like the idea of DJ being my number. If two you brought McLaurin in here, oh good lord, he's yeah, number no, one and not. DJ's number two. Period. I just think he's been so incredibly consistent, even with the quarterbacks we've given. I, I want Debo Samuel. I want Debo Samuel though. Give me. We're Debo. not even. We're I, not even. We're not even over that barrel because. Yeah, uh, no, nah, Sam McCoy even drafted in 2020. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at his stats. Oh, no, I'm going to come trip. 2019. 2019 was his rookie year. I was about to say. 2019. So that's, 2019. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. That's what, that's what I was thinking. I remember them coming in, pre- in prevalence, you know, Jesus around man, the D- same time. Hey, man, DK Metcalf, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, big, big boy got some production, man. 29 touchdowns in yeah. three seasons? Yes. Well, I mean, because you're yes. Because <laughs> that man, <laughs> that man is, that man is, that man is, him and Debo Samuels to me are freaks of nature, bro. That re- that receiver class. Freaks of nature, bro. I did that was AJ, it was AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, yeah, Debo. Oh, yeah, Harry. AJ Brown, that's too. Insane. Yep. I, I look. I did a poll about the 2019 class and the 2020 class. Boy, that 2019 class swept. Ridiculous. It swept. Ridiculous it, it, it's number. A ridiculous class, though. That, oh, that, yeah. All those guys are number one. All of those are bona fide ones. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I give you that point there uh, before we end up, Jordan, is that the style of play that DJ runs is not normally a number one. You only get it with, you know, guys like Tyreek Hill, Steve Smith, you know, Santana Moss, those, run, you know, running around the field doing what they're going to do. Those big body receivers, your DK Metcalf, your AJ Browns, your Julio Jones—that's the type of play that's normally revered as a number one receiver kind of play. And so to bring in—that's why I don't think you know Debo or Terry would be beneficial to bring in. And that's why I don't think it was beneficial for Curtis or Robbie the way we used them because they were running pretty similar styles of receiver. You know, you have your 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 height, your red zone threats, your bit—you know, your big guys that you're coming in. 
you got your speedy route runners that are going to bob and weave. And that's where I think, you know, that's always been kind of looked at as the second type of a wide receiver. So I would get, but the way he's playing right now, I mean, and that's what we're hoping from, from Terrace, right? You know, Terrace is our tallest wide receiver that we've had in the last, what, three, four years. Yeah. Since, I, since Bunches. Out of all the LSU receivers. Oh, he's a tight end now, by the way. Yeah, he is. Is he that's still even in the league? Yeah, that's 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 the second cam receiver that's got turned into a tight end. Bro. He went to the white. What? Yeah, yeah, he's in lines last year. He just got injured. He got injured in training camp. I think. Did not know that, but yeah. that's where you know that's where I'm, that's what that's what I'm hoping for Terrace to show that you know he's got he's got the young the the younger mind the longevity of that kind of role, but he can kind of big body his way in. That's kind of what we're hoping for because we haven't had an offense with that kind of. You know, it doesn't really work. We've seen it, you know, with the with the Titans, other than health issues, having two big body guys doesn't always really work. But the thing about Terrence, though, is that the type of receiver you're talking about him being, he wasn't even that at LSU. Like, well, remember, no. when, yeah. remember when yeah. he was at LSU? Like, he was just – he was the third guy that got to eat off of Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson going crazy on the outsides. That's exactly. Right. That's, That's what right. that was. I didn't see him catch a whole lot of fade rods. He wasn't doing a whole lot of that. Man, he's up the scene wide, wide the hell open. I mean, because who's who was covering Terrence Marshall? Like? I mean, but he's he's big, but he's not even like big. He's just tall and kind of skinny, like yeah. almost, he right? He, he doesn't he doesn't pose. He doesn't have a presence. He doesn't have that presence. Yeah, he doesn't have a big physical presence. Yeah, and that's surprising for a guy that's six two, two hundred pounds. Right. Uh, you right. need a. He's more like a basketball frame. He's got more like a basketball frame. I got yeah. you. So that's what we're gonna, you know. So that's what we're gonna be hoping for is to get because I don't think we've had a guy a, a guy with presence. No. Since no. Smitty. 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 We ain't had one since Smitty. We ain't had a wide receiver with that uh presence when we step in the building, you know yeah. we coming since Smitty. But I'm talking Maybe about one. the physical, you know, the, I mean Musa Muhammad oh. probably be the last guy that we've oh, had about with. physically, but Smitty, I mean, even though Smitty was small. Oh yeah, yeah Smitty's a big dude, man. Oh Smitty, yeah, he was, a, he was the better. Smitty a big I've dude. Seen. He he was the best wrestler threat I've seen at a guy that's only five nine. That's oh yeah, was, I, I pound for fade, pound, pound for pound. Fade balls he could catch in the back of the end zone, bro. I mean, I mean come on, man. But <laughs> he's about physical presence. Mushi Muhammad, I would say, yeah, I would go with you on that. And we haven't had, I mean, we haven't had one literally since we tried. We tried with Calvin Benjamin, and it went so downhill. We stopped crying oh since. KB was, at, bro, for a moment there. KB, like KB, his rookie year, don't even. It like he had it there for a second. It like, it like we. I thought, I thought we had. I thought we had this one. Oh, he couldn't man, handle it. He one. couldn't handle it. Yeah. He couldn't handle the fame. He couldn't handle this. Is what he couldn't handle. <laughs> Parmesan cheese on them pieces, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He could not handle that. He was one Big Mac away from being a lineman. Oh, man. Yes, sir. Good Lord. Well, at least that was fun to talk about for a little was, while there. It got yes, me a bit sir. more, bit less disheveled on the state of our organization. Hopefully did the same for y'all. Um, guys, we've got some stuff in the works we're pretty excited about, so we're going to let y'all know about that coming up soon. Um, we're going to be praying on that, so hopefully that follows through. But until then, y'all, just keep listening through. We've got a couple more, you know, weeks of this offseason. We, obviously, as y'all know, we don't really dive in too much um, into the into the analytics of mini, mini camp because like we say you know you're playing yourself so we're not, gonna, we're not gonna talk about your playing with yourself that much so we ain't gonna do that but other than that y'all until next week just keep waiting and keep pounding <laughs>